You're listening to the Quietly Ambitious podcast, and this episode is one from before we rebranded. So if you hear references to Creatively Human, that is why. I hope you enjoy the episode. You're listening to Creatively Human with honest conversations about what matters to us and how it really feels to build an online business, put our work out into the world, make an impact in our own unique way, and importantly, to get well paid for it. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, business mentor to quietly ambitious humans. Hi, and welcome to the Creatively Human podcast. So today I am going to talk about something pretty juicy. Um, It's a really, yeah, really honest account of what it really feels like to quit a healthy six-figure business because this is something that I finally did a few months ago. And I know that not all of you listening to this will be, you know, in the same boat as me. It's a pretty like specific situation. But I do know that I speak to people a lot, clients and followers who are doing something they don't love, but are afraid to let it go because it brings in the money. So if that sounds like you, then this will definitely be relevant. Um, And in a more general way, I've got so many lessons to share about taking leaps and risks So this could apply if you're starting a business and you want to quit your job eventually. It could apply if you want to change what you're doing to make it feel more like you. It could apply if you've got an idea, but it feels risky. Whatever it is, you know, these times come up in all different ways in our business when we feel like we have to take a leap, when we feel like we have to take a risk. So even if you aren't about to leave something behind in the way I did, I really think that this episode is going to be really juicy and valuable for you. Okay, so there is probably so much I could say about this. Honestly, it was a really transformative experience for me, actually, and I hadn't expected it. So I think there's a lot for me to say, but I'm going to try not to get this, let this um, episode go on too long. I'm going to try and keep it a bit concise. I've made a few notes of things that I want to cover there may be stuff that comes up that I could do um, another episode on. So please do let me know if you want me to go into anything in more detail. But yeah, let's dive in. Okay, so first, I need to give you a bit of background. If you don't know, I have been running two businesses side by side for about 18 months. So I started my first business when I first finished university. I was how old was I? (laughs) 21 years old. I was young. And I started it because I couldn't get a job. It was 2008. It was the credit crunch. Like no one was giving jobs to, um, to graduate unless you did like a graduate scheme thing, but I didn't want to do that. So I was trying to get like a regular job in a supermarket, whatever. I couldn't get a job. I just could not get a job. So I went online, I looked for job ads, I ended up freelance writing and the freelance writing, you know, I found clients very easily. I mean, I was undercharging, but that's a whole other podcast episode. Um, And then eventually, uh, fast forward many years, I built up a team of writers um, and we were providing content to people all around the world. And it was a successful business. It'd been a six figure business for a few years. Um, 
But the the key thing I need to make clear here is that although it was healthy financially, it never felt like what I really loved doing. It never feel like felt like what I really wanted to do. And I had known that for many years. So I started it in 2008. I was doing it for, what, 12 years? Oh, my goodness. Um, and I had known for a long time in those years that it wasn't the thing I ultimately wanted to do. I've got a whole other episode about this somewhere about... Um, how having a baby sort of gave me a kick up the bum in many ways to put myself out there and make some changes and get visible. So I will link to that episode in the show notes. Okay, so then I started this business uh, mentoring other business owners and sharing some of the knowledge and wisdom I had accumulated over that decade. And I ran the two businesses side by side at first because it's important for me to make this clear I am the breadwinner in my family, so I didn't have tons of flexibility in terms of, you know, income. I had to protect my income, basically, make sure that we had everything we needed. So I had a specific number in mind that I needed to replace in order to feel safe um, quitting the other business. So I have known ever since I started this business that my goal was definitely 100% to quit the other business. But the new business wasn't yet profitable enough. So the interesting thing is, energetically, I was totally not behind the old business anymore. My heart wasn't in it. It was definitely starting to go downhill because I just ignored so much of it. God, it sounds terrible saying this, but yeah, I ignored a lot of it. I did the bare minimum work and my heart wasn't in it. And there's definitely an energetic thing around this stuff, right? So that was going down. It was still earning me a really decent amount of money. I have to make that absolutely clear. Like it wasn't at the point where it had just like fizzled out and that's why I decided to quit it. It was making a very decent amount of money. But in around June, I I was thinking about what I want and I was doing a course with Susie Ashworth at the time. And one of the things she said to me, not to me, to the whole group on the course, was that we have to take actions in alignment with our goals, even if we're not necessarily ready. And it really struck a chord with me. Clearly, there was something already going on with me and the feelings that it it just made it clearer to me. And I just knew, I just knew I had to take a risk. I knew I just had this very, very strong feeling that I had to take a risk. I had to make a leap in order to meet my goals even though I wasn't ready I wasn't ready because I didn't feel secure but I literally wasn't earning enough money either I was earning very close to my number but not quite so I knew that I wanted to quit it but obviously the fear was massive so I mean I I I drew on every single support system that I have available to me I talked to my mastermind group about it. I talked to my coach about it. Um, I even got a tarot card reading about it. And basically what I came to realise, because none of those things could give me a 100% clear answer, because it's not, it's not a, it's not a straightforward question, is it? It's not like someone could say, yes, do it or no, don't do it. You know, they got to support me in making the right decision. But the fact that I was reaching out in so many different ways to try and get an answer what I realised I was coming to was that I was looking for someone to tell me, yes, do it. And although I was afraid, and although on paper, it may have been risky, I just knew 
in my heart that I had to do it. The energetic weight it was taking up in my head was pulling me away from the work that I really wanted to do and the work that I really enjoy doing. So it was bloody scary, but I knew that I had to do it. And actually, I need to back up here because one of the things that both my mastermind group and my coach really helped me with during this time, and I think this is key if you're quitting something that's actually not broken, you know, you're quitting something that's healthy and working, is that your brain, and and it makes sense, you know, to keep you safe and secure, your brain will go to all the reasons why it's a bad thing to leave it behind. So, I mean, it's obvious, like the rational part of you can say like, right, you're leaving behind that healthy income. You're taking a risk when you're the breadwinner of your family. Or even you've already got a successful business that's working. Who are you to want more? Like that is just ridiculous. And both my coach and my mastermind group were really helpful in encouraging me instead of focusing on what I was leaving behind, to help me focus on what I was gaining. And obviously what I was gaining felt more nebulous, it felt more vague, but I just knew that when I tuned into how I felt about it, it felt massively expansive, exciting and spacious to think about letting that go. It was like, it was like letting go of a weight off my shoulders when I would imagine it. But yeah, the fear was very real. Like I cannot emphasize enough how how strong that fear was. And I, I've talked to this about my client. I've talked about this to some of my clients recently because I have a couple of clients who are thinking of letting things go or have been letting things go. And when they come to me with that kind of question, I would never, ever tell them what the wrong or right answer is for them. And I can't. And I couldn't say that to you either. But what I do know is that it's almost always going to feel like a bit of a stretch, a bit of a leap, a bit of a risk. Um, And that's certainly how it felt for me. And it wasn't until I was, I I had known for, you know, a couple of years that I was going to quit this business. But it wasn't until it came to that decision point where I was like, I'm really quitting this business now. I'm not just, I'm not just like, um, what's the word, winding it down. I am quitting it. I am cutting ties. When it came to that kind of full stop point, you know, drawing a line in the sand, that was when I couldn't have anticipated how difficult it was to step over that line and be like, that is it. I'm doing it. But I did just have a very strong feeling that letting go of that old business would leave so much space for so much more. So one thing that did help me make the decision And one thing that helped me take that financial risk in knowing that my current business now, my new business, wasn't quite making the number to make up for the old business. One thing that helped was the idea that I could sell off some of the assets. So honestly, I can't tell you how many times like my coach has said to me, can't you just sell the old business? And I'd be like, no, I can't. Because I didn't want to sell my contacts because it's basically uh, my old business is is based on contacts, you know, emailing people and individuals and stuff. There was no way I wanted to sell those contacts. I don't know if I could have with the GDPR rules, but I I didn't want to. And I, your mileage may vary on this, but I didn't want to. Um, 
But I realized that I did have kind of digital content and assets that I could sell without compromising any data of my clients. And I really lent into the idea of selling that off. And again, I could not have imagined how uncomfortable it would be (laughs) to sell my assets in my business, to pick prices, to negotiate with people, even just to like put it out there as an option. But honestly, I do think all the work I've been doing on myself in the last couple of years, like I would not have been able to to do this before. It felt very uncomfortable, but also a massive kind of opportunity for growth when I did it. So what I did was I just emailed a few contacts in my um who I had, you know, been in touch with over the course of my last business. And I just put it out there. I'm selling this stuff. Can you make me an offer? And that for me, it was about taking the kind of easiest next step. Like instead of figuring out, oh my God, how much do I charge for this? How do I even go about it? The easiest next step for me was just to put it out there in a really casual way. So that's how I did it. Sort of like wrote the email, closed my eyes and hit send. And to my surprise, I had five people email me interested, which I just couldn't believe. Um, But none of them made me an offer. They all asked me for a price and I just had no idea. And I still have no idea. I have no idea if I got screwed over. I have no idea if I got a really good price. All I knew was I figured out a price that would feel good for me. I figured out a number that would give me a bit of security. And I asked for higher than that number uh, on the encouragement of my coach And then we negotiated a bit. So let me just tell you that that negotiation was bloody hard, but it was also a lesson in like, why do I even care? Like I could just pick a number and ask people, why do I care if they judge it or not? It does not matter. And this is a lesson I've been learning a lot recently in my business. If you can just let go of looking stupid, which by the way, you probably don't look stupid, but if you can let go of worrying about it, it just makes things so much easier. And trust me, I say this as as like a mega, like people pleasing, socially anxious, awkward person. But yeah, like I said, it's sometimes a case of like writing the email and just closing your eyes while you hit send or like having a glass of wine before you write the email, honestly. But um, yeah, that negotiation in itself was such a big lesson. And, and especially asking for more, that was really, really interesting. Um, and when we agreed a number and when I received that sum in my account, that was definitely the biggest amount of money I have received from my business in any one day. And let me tell you, that felt fantastic. (laughs) And when I saw that money come into my bank account, I really tried to sit with that feeling and say, yes, please, more of this, please. Like it felt so good to receive that amount of money into my account in one day. Now, I did actually go on to spend quite a lot of that money (laughs) on um, uh, reinvesting in my business, which is a topic for another episode. But yeah, just took a moment to appreciate it, basically, and to remember what that felt like. Um, And when I did sell it, the really interesting thing was the person who bought the stuff was so excited he was so happy. He was so grateful. He was so like, yeah, he saw it as an amazing opportunity for him to improve his own business. And I was just like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, I don't love this. And I can, part part of the stuff I've created can now go into someone else's business and they love it. 
And that just felt amazing. Now, I know that not everyone listening to this will, like if you are letting something go, it might not be a case of selling off stuff. I get that. But the other lesson it taught me was that I had been so focused on what I didn't like about this business. I had been so focused on why it wasn't right for me. I'd been so focused on moving away from it and escaping it basically that I did not appreciate myself. I totally did not appreciate myself. I didn't give myself credit for everything I had achieved. Like I built a six-figure business before I even did all this mindset stuff and like had coaching and all of this that I've been doing the last few years. Like I did it on my own and it was just like incredible and I just wanted to give myself like a moment to appreciate that basically and I, and it made me a little bit sad that I had been so negative about it for the last you know 18 months or so and also when I announced that I was closing it to some of my customers they were just so lovely about it and it made me really appreciate them too and just yeah take a moment oh also something something else that I want to add is that so because I have a team or had a team in this other business obviously it meant I was letting them go um, and that's obviously not an easy decision to make. The The thing that made it easier was that I had been winding down with them. It wasn't like, like they had tons of work and then suddenly had none. I had been winding down over time. Um, but when I got that money in my bank account, it was a really nice chunk of money for me. Now, it wasn't loads and loads and loads, but it was really nice for me. Um, I decided to just um, send a bit to all of my team members and I didn't tell them I was going to do it and it wasn't loads but it was it was an exercise basically in kind of living by my values now even though I felt like I needed that chunk of money to make it possible to you know build up this business and get it to where I need it to be give me a bit of buffer I also believe that, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, well, I know I could never have done it without those team members. So it was really important for me just to celebrate them as well as part of that. Um, And yeah, when it came time to actually make the sale, transfer some of those assets, I really just felt like the biggest badass business, businesswoman there was. Like, I don't think I've ever felt that badass about my business and it's just like another moment to like just take stock of everything so I went out and I bought myself like four bunches of flowers because I just really wanted to to like embed that moment in my brain like I can't describe how badass I felt it was amazing um and at the time and just before it I didn't feel sad about it at all like I felt no sense of loss I felt completely ready it made me massively excited But very interestingly, and you might be able to predict where this is going, after I actually sold it, I definitely went through and potentially am still in it, a kind of grief about having let it go. And it was very hard. It's very hard to describe um, the feelings because I was very happy to let it go. And it does feel exciting and expansive. And I will share with you in a minute what happened afterwards. But um, I felt discombobulated, basically. And I think it's important when you're making any kind of change, when there's any kind of upheaval, even if it's positive, even if it's right, you still need to give yourself a bit of time and be kind to yourself in that period afterwards because you just, it's confusing, basically. You don't know how you're going to feel. So yeah, there was that. And I actually spoke a bit 
about that to Kate Northrup in the podcast interview I did with her the other week um, because she was ending her podcast. So we talked a bit about that then as well. Um, so yeah, I sold it. It felt very good. It did add a bit of extra stress for me in at the time, um, sorting out all the stuff I was going to send and all of that. But then my hope really was that it would free up a lot of headspace. And it did because I had been... I had been like toing and froing about this decision for ages. Like whether I should wind it down gradually, whether I should like bring new elements in to like get the income up while I built up this business income. And ultimately, I just felt like I didn't have the headspace to run the both of them together. Um, and that's a, that's a point that I just, I make to my clients all the time. When there's something taking up space in your brain, whether it's a decision you haven't yet made or just something else you're doing that's taking up space in your brain, it doesn't matter whether technically you only work on it an hour a week. If it's in your head and you're thinking about it, it takes away so much from all of your other work, honestly, really does. So I don't know if you've got a little nudge and a little thought about something that is taking up headspace as you listen to this and whether maybe it's time to let it go. Um, but yeah, so after I sold it, after I got that money, after I cut the ties, which actually I should be a bit more upfront about this. I haven't completely cut the ties. I'm still like chatting to a few customers and wrapping things up. But um, probably by the time this is released, it will be done or just about done. Um, but <laughs> what came next? So that I, I sold those assets in July and what came next in August was my best month ever in this business. And I don't, it's sort of a coincidence, but I don't think it is because what happened in August was I ended up having a lot of things coming together. So I launched my journaling course. I had another round of my Quiet Ambition course launching. What else? Oh, my um, Rise group mentoring program. And ordinarily, I wouldn't launch so many things at once, but it just like happened that way for various reasons. And um, I was really able to keep stepping back and keep taking care of myself and keep like focusing on my energy. And I think that really helped me to do all that stuff and to have my best month ever. And that month was significantly higher than the minimum I need to earn to replace the other business. It was also an amount that took me years to get up to in the first business and in this one it was only like 18 months and so we've had I mean I'm recording this in October but I already know October is matching that best month ever in August and hopefully exceeding because at the time of recording it's the 9th of October so I've got plenty of time to exceed it um, and yeah it's just really interesting like my coach was reflecting back to me recently how my income has just shot up since I sold that old business. And honestly, it has given me so much headspace. And like I'm doing strategies now in this business that I had already been doing in my old business, but I obviously didn't have the headspace to implement. I am hiring more people in this business to help me out. Basically, my aim at the moment is to get as much out of my head as possible. Um, so I'm hiring people to do like little bits for me, um, like, for example, writing a sales page. Um and yeah, honestly, the leap in my earnings is just amazing. And had you asked me whether that was for sure going to happen at the point at which I cut, like finished the other business, I would have said, I just don't know. But I have to try this. And obviously, 
like it goes back, back to right what I said, right back what I said, messing up my words here. It goes back to what I said right at the beginning, which was taking action in alignment with your goals. I do believe, and I know it sounds woo, but I do believe that taking action in alignment with your goals means kind of doing it before you're ready. Like acting like a certain thing has already happened before it happens. So acting like this is my main business and is earning all the money I need before it actually happens. And it it did work out for me. It has worked out for me. That's not to say it's all easy, though. It's not to say that I, I mean, it's only so far three months of evidence since quitting that old business that I can earn enough. So we'll see what the future holds. Although what I do know deep down, even when I'm at my most fearful, is that I'm resourceful I have lots of ideas and those ideas lead to the income I need. So that's kind of what I tell myself in the most scary times. The one last thing I wanted to share, though, was that kind of freeing up um, that headspace of quitting the other business. Interestingly, I didn't feel more relaxed. I felt just as busy since I quit it. And I do think I do think that was partly down to me just filling the vacuum with more stuff and I do think that that is one of my default kind of settings like overwhelm is something I deal with a lot but I'm also like adding things to my plate and self-imposed deadlines and all of that so I don't have an answer about that but it's something that helped me learn a bit more about how it works with me and it's something I'm going to be mindful of going forward because I know well, I know from both businesses now that earning the money I want to make isn't directly correlated to doing all the things. Um, And yes, that will probably be a topic for another episode too. But yeah, all in all, it's been a really positive experience. Um, Like I said, it just taught me so many lessons about what it feels like to be on the edge of something and to have to, like you're so close, but you just have to that last that last little bit that it takes to get from where you are now to where you want to be can sometimes require a bit of trust and a bit of faith rather than practical planning and um, knowing what's going to happen. And obviously, I would never encourage any of you to make dangerous decisions. Like, I've got backup plans if I need them, you know. I've got parents who could help me out if the worst came to the worst, you know, like the worst case scenario. But yeah, I do believe that being in business takes risk and it takes some blind faith sometimes. Um, And yes, it's taught me so much. And I just love that I can support my clients with this now because it's just been such an incredible experience to do that. And I just want to celebrate here on the podcast the fact that 18 months into this business, I was able to quit my six-figure business, my old six-figure business. And that just feels amazing because I've felt at times very irresponsible for wanting to quit it. I felt stupid. I felt selfish and all the things. But the truth is, and I had a coaching session recently and they were like, that's amazing that you did that. And also I've had friends who have like quit their really high paying jobs to like go travel and stuff. And I'm always like, that's amazing that you did that because it's not all about money. Right. Although having said that, I know with absolute certainty that I am going to make more money in this business than I did in my other business. Um, It hasn't happened yet, but 
I, I just know it is happening. So yeah, but it really isn't about the money. What's more important now is that I do the work I love. I get to do this, man. This is my work. It's amazing. Um, so I'm really glad I recorded this episode, actually. It's just kind of helping me take a moment to appreciate myself. And obviously my like inner critic is piping up right now saying, oh, but people are going to be really annoyed when you're just like going on about yourself and boasting and stuff. But I don't think it's boasting. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you'll you'll know that I have plenty of negative thoughts about myself and uh, find a lot of things hard. And I think that celebrating the good stuff is actually really key in bringing more of that good stuff in. I mean, I ask my clients to celebrate every little thing and it's often too easy to go from one success straight to the next goal without taking a moment to appreciate what you've achieved and what you've done and how far you've come. So I guess recording this podcast is a really lovely way for me to just take that moment for myself and hopefully I can listen back to this next time I'm on the um, I'm on the edge of another big leap. Um, anyway, hope it was useful for you. Please do let me know if you want me to talk about any of this stuff in more detail. Um, and if you've got a decision and if something has come to mind and this has made you kind of think, oh, I think I need to do this even though it feels scary. Like you can do it. You totally can do it. It is scary, but you've got this. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast. It really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation or ask a question for a future Q&A episode, there are three ways to connect with me. On the Facebook group, on Instagram, at Ruth Poundwhite, or my personal favourite, my behind-the-scenes newsletter. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe. And keep doing what you're doing, because your work really does matter.